Welcome into all our dads out there and all our moms. You are listening to episode 124 of the Fade You podcast. We are on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're giving us a follow. Make sure you're giving all the dads a follow. We'll get all those handles here in just a moment. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming for you guys here in March. Now that football season is over into April through the summertime. My name is Matthew James, and I've got four other dads with me tonight. We did take last week off to try to get our bearings and figure out what's coming next, and uh, we got some fun things in the works. So joining me on the pod tonight on Baby Duty, Kmart. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Let's, let's see how long I can keep her quiet for. Speaking of quiet. Some fucking jackass just drove right by my window in his motorcycle and set off a car alarm. So that's going to be fun to listen to. <laughs> so great. Uh, Joe, what are you drinking right now? Water. Had a long weekend of drinking with my dad's and a busy morning. So we're just water right now. But I did have an edible about 45 minutes ago. So any oh, minute now, boy. we'll see oh, what happens. We're taking Eddie's with Chris Duke the other night. Chris, you're getting a little silly, out of control. Yeah, it happens when you have a little bit of money on St. Mary's and the doggies pick correctly, and we fucking go ape shit for Long Beach State second half. Yeah, I was going to say, your Eddie kicked in when Long Beach State was down 23. Christopher and, uh, was being very silly. I was he was talking about weird shit, and I was like, "Dude, are you high?" And he's like, "Kinda." Like, yeah, <laughs> just fired <laughs> he's, up. Usually, man. he's not as talkative, but that yeah, second half fun. bet was gorgeous—the lock of all lock. What's our win percentage when we all degen at my house? We're winning like eighty-five percent of our bets. It's high. <laughs> I think Chris was in. Were you taking a shit, Chris? When that second half line came out. No, just a piss. That's okay. why I heard you. The door was kind of open. And I said, wait a sec. They're down 23, and the line for the second half is plus a half. You must have just pissed all over everything when you heard that. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah. Uh, my foreskin got in the way. I mean, I don't have any. But, yeah, it was uh, the it leaked. I said, wait. And I immediately tried to join you guys. And I booked my bet and placed it to the group. And so let's. Speaking of foreskin, Neil's here with us. What's up, dads? I mean, yeah, people, <laughs> you know, it's it's almost like a like a handicap that I have. Like it's a whole new level. Like just trying to take a regular piss with foreskin. You guys don't you guys don't understand that the struggle is real. Oh, dude, we've gone in depth with uh, our dad, the Andy Carson. Yeah, we've we've asked we've we've gone in depth conversations about how that whole system works. See, I could I could imagine Chris like mid mid piss, and he hears that the lines plus a half and get a full blown erection. Wow, yeah, I could, now that would be something. It could get a little messy. Yeah, it's, and it's gonna it's not gonna be piss that's going out either. It's gonna be a different color. 
Oh man, you guys missed us. All right, we did take last week off uh, after the Super Bowl. We had a couple uh, NFL recap shows, and we've been trying to brainstorm what's coming up next for Fade U. We've got uh, something in the works for March, which is tomorrow. Today's February 28th. So we'll uh, we'll send out February with this pod, and then we'll have some good shit coming your way next month. We'll get to all the dad's handles later because we do need to talk about our March competition. So we'll make sure we get everybody's at the end of the show. What do we want to talk about here? We got a lot. Um, Kyle was at the Lakers game last night, and um, we were chatting about this in another thread. I think the Lakers in July were the second. So the Nets were favored at around plus at two to one. The Lakers were about plus 450 to win the title. And what are they, six games under 500 now? Five or six. six. So, so Kyle, you're there. And I remember texting you guys yesterday saying, oh, my God, they're a pick at home against the 11th place Pelicans. And that was funny to me. And then when I looked and saw them down 30, I was just laughing my ass off. So, Kyle, how was the uh, the vibe at Staples? No, it's not Staples. It's Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.com. The Crypt. Yeah. How was the vibe? How's LeBron? How's Westbrook? I mean, for the first 21 and a half minutes, it was it was fairly electric. Um, so I went to half a game last night. I turn over, start talking to my sister at 40 to 37. I look over and it's 48 to 37. I'm just like, what the fuck did I just miss? Um, but I mean, watching that team, there's they don't run an offense. It's I'm going to bring the ball up court, go one on one. And then when I get stopped, I'm going to take a terrible shot, throw the ball out of bounds, throw the ball to a defender. Um, I think they had five plays where they actually passed the ball and looked like a team last night. Um, It was pretty pathetic. Missed a lot of open shots. So I'm happy to say that was only the second game I've seen since opening night. But I mean, it it was fun being back. That was the first time I was there in two years since this whole whole COVID thing took over. Um, it's weird being, you know, crypto, not staples, but the logo is pretty cool. It looks like a stormtrooper. So, you know, I, I like that part of it. How, at what point did people get up and start to just bail and see like, I'm over I, this shit. I think cause tickets are so expensive. People stayed. This is probably the first time I've ever left a game with more than two minutes on the clock. Like I almost left after the third and then I was like, Oh, that just doesn't feel right. So I told my sister, I was like, hey, after the nine-minute mark, you know, first stoppage, we'll go. So I think there's 641 left. And I was like, getting home. But, yeah, it was it was pathetic. Chris, you're an L.A. guy. You feel like LeBron is one of yours? Yeah, as if uh, – no, I can't think of an analogy right now. No, he's fucking not one of ours. Go back to Akron, you zip. <laughs> is he I don't know whoever well, whoever can jump in is he the most unlikable like all time great player in oh, any yeah. sport I just yeah LeBron does nothing for me like he's gonna he's like alright I'm, I'm gonna play my last year with my son like 
that should be cool, but because it's LeBron, I just don't care. It's because LeBron's a fucking douchebag. That's why. Is it because like, he just sells out and, and leaves and goes to a new team every three years? Is like a part of it? I don't know. I don't really hate that. I just think he's just literally just a, a dildo. Like he what he puts on social media, all the virtue signaling shit. Yeah. The China yeah. shit. Like I'm just yeah. I think everybody's kind of like just sick of him. And he's on ESPN every four fucking seconds. I think he's just kind of time you know yeah to go into the lebron factor i think it would be its own episode because and it would be way too political like the one piece i would say is like i don't think i've ever like i've never heard tom brady maybe i'm wrong but i've never heard tom brady call himself the goat whereas lebron like will say that he's the best player that ever played basketball so like there's no (laughs) humility on behalf of him when they're it's arguably a question like tom brady, one, tom, tom brady or no lebron has LeBron said that, said that? Oh. He, he said that he'd beat michael jordan <laughs> he said that he'd beat everybody in one-on-one wow no like, but i agree like, tom brady like... The only one, like if tom brady said that i'm the goat of football like no one's gonna argue like no one can argue right. that point right and he's the one guy that can say it like everyone that's always the big thing in basketball is like you can make the argument of who is and everyone has their you know their mindset but i've never heard like the greatest player of all time in any sport come out and say like yep it's me so there's just a cockiness and an arrogance that i can't stand good riddance i don't want to spend too much time on the lakers but it is funny as fuck that they suck i mean are they even gonna make the play in what are they, what's the play in top 10 it's so top 10 yeah can they can they actually finish worse than 10th down there with like the Kings and the Pelicans and I'm logging in. So right now, so they are, tw- they have tw- 27 wins. The Pelicans have 25. The Portland Trailblazers have 25. Wow. And San Antonio has 24. So arguably, I mean, you got Portland and San Antonio with 24, 25 wins and the Lakers at 27. So well, LeBron. Not- but he wants a parade so that he can celebrate himself. Cool. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Fuck the Lakers. Um, we've been doing some cool shit on video. And uh, we've got more stuff coming. But one of the best new finds, and Joe did the first one, and then it's kind of caught on a little bit. We don't want to overdo it, but it's been awesome. Dog picks. Joe, Hell yeah. the idea the idea was because you were trying to just choose between two underdogs for a daily play, right? That was exactly right. I would had been drinking a lot and per usual on the weekends and couldn't decide between two dogs and didn't really feel like firing both of them. So I was like, hey, I'll let my dog decide what dog I fire here. And Buckley went 1-0 that night and then Frankie followed it up with a 2-0 the next day and Summer also 1-0. And Buckley just su- suffered his first devastating loss. Oh, and it was a it was a brutal beat. You want to you want to yeah, talk about it? Yeah, Pistons game last night. They Buckley was on the under, and we had sixty three points to give in the fourth quarter, and it fucking went over and into overtime and killed it. And the more disappointing thing was Buckley could have chose Detroit plus ten, but he went mm. with the total and. 
Detroit plus 10 smacked. So, you know, we'll see. We shall see. The dog picks are a lot of fun. Uh, we've been posting them. We're getting a YouTube channel set up. So find us, look for Fade You on YouTube, and you can find our dog picks videos archived. Uh, Joe's right. They're three, one, and one so far. And the one was a, a devastating bad beat. And then uh, we had Riley's dog run right past the cheese last night and then end up on a Mavericks team total over that was kind of a miraculous hit. I'm not going to lie. What was a push? A, pu- a miraculous but, push. It was a push, but, and I mean, if Luca makes that, literally yeah. Luca had four free throws at the end of the game. He made three, the first three clanked the last one game over yep. team total tie. So I'm not going to complain about a push, but it's fine. What could have been four and one should be the record right now. Yeah. So we don't want to overdo the dog picks, but we, I don't know, we could maybe branch this out and make it a thing. If somebody's got a dog and you want it to make picks, you can kind of send it our way, tag us in it. We'll get dog picks trending, uh, get the pups or even, involved. doesn't even need to be a dog pick. If you want to decide on whether you're going to wear a red or blue fucking shirt, just have me ask my dog. I'll hook you yep. up. That's it. Um, do we think that there is something to a dog's intuition? that will allow them to choose correctly. Cause Joe, the first three winners, I think the alternative would have been a loss and they just chose the right treat. Yes. They chose the right side on their own inhibition somehow, some way, but you know, it's not like, I mean, I could put two bets in front of my dog and he could pick one, but they could both, both lose and it would have been irrelevant. So I don't know. I'm trying to come up with an idea. Like I want to put like five or six out there and see which one he picks and then maybe, you know, broaden the search there. But yeah, it's good time. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be something to it. Well, it's, it's a few things that most people love and that's betting, winning money and dog videos. So yeah, we're trying to all the money has their dog video segment. They do every day. So. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're excited for the evolution of dog picks. See where we end up going with that. Um, maybe we'll, well just guys, go- don't forget that Benji went right by a loser to get a push. Like that's, that's true. That's pretty good intuition. That's true. He did have to circle back and walk around the loser. Yeah. That was a wild development, <laughs> but Benji's going to need some, uh, some lessons yeah Benji's gonna practice with him Riley's gonna have to coach him up yeah fuck the cheese find the fucking treat that he wants motherfucker (laughs) dude dogs will blow cheese though Buckley's favorite food in the planet is string cheese well we'll keep those going watch out for those see if we can get that uh that hashtag trending at some point dog picks I know uh Kelly's dog approved and it's a good time so We'll cut to a break, and on the other side, we want to talk about upcoming uh, conference tournaments. We want to talk about clanks, and then we're going to get to our March competition here at Fade U. All right, uh, did we have a conference tournament start today? Kyle, you were on Fairly Dickinson. That, that was what... yeah, yeah. They're they're up two right now, so have a little bit of work to do. Uh, you know, close game as you would figure when you're betting against teams that collectively won eleven games all season. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the Northeast conference, you know, is underway. So we'll, uh, we'll see. I, used, and then uh, I was just going to say, I use that system that that's been successful for us three out of the last four years. So, and that one year was because of COVID. So there's no basketball. 
So we'll see. Hopefully it picks up where it left off. And we're recording this on a Monday. We got tomorrow. We have the Horizon League tipping off. We've got the Patriot League. We've got the Atlantic Sun. Uh, that might be it. So, I mean, this week and next week is going to be full of conference tournament oh. action. They're great. I mean, sometimes you get some of these. They play all throughout the day. You get like a a 10 a.m. West Coast time Stetson Hatters game or something like that. Uh, it's great. So we want to let Kyle and Neil talk about um, betting conference tourneys and um, some of the stuff that you're going to hear people talk about on gambling Twitter and whether or not it matters. So uh, one of you guys want to start? Neil, take it. Yeah. So um, I think just a couple things to be mindful of, you know, different conferences have different styles of where the games are going to be played. So I think that's first and foremost. Um, your smaller conferences, like I think all three of the conferences that Matt talked about, um, their conference games are just at the school sites. So whatever team, you know, if it's a seven, eight seed matchup, the seven seed is the one that's at home um, versus, you know, when you get into obviously like your bigger conferences, you know, like Pac-12 conferences is just it's all in Vegas. Um, and, you know, different conferences that are just being housed at one location for the entire string. So just keep an eye, right, home field, you know, home court advantage. You know, in a small conference, like something like a, a Patriot League, maybe, you know, home court isn't worth much during the regular season. But it is during, right, com- like a conference championship where, you know, people are actually going to come out because all those games are a little more meaningful. Um, your smaller conferences, like these, they're only getting one team in the conference tournament. So it, you know, as far as motivation, handicap, you know, don't worry about those, but some of your other ones like the West coast conference mountain West is going to be an interesting one. You know, some of these others, like the, the Americans, another one, like these conferences that have, you know, some bubble teams that need to do something in their conference tournament, most likely Um, another thing to just sort of, you know, keep an eye on, Um, but big, just big where they're playing. Right. We know that home field, home court is going to mean a lot versus you know everything being played on a neutral um and just you know keep an eye on bubble teams you know and what they need you know teams kind of know what they need to do and may have a little more motivation you know than another Kyle what do you got I mean you, you did so much but I mean I probably like the tournaments where it's more on a neutral site just you know, when you got the the Big 12, the SEC, some of these games, the ACC that have like four, five, six games, it's it's just pure lunacy. What the Big East, if we remember the time with Kemba Walker, um, it, to me, I think it just plays that factor where, you know, if you've done your research, so to speak, you know, it's easier to make the pick because I I almost become square because I'll just take the team that's playing better. Like, I really don't look too much at the line. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I try to find value anywhere I can. Uh, Joe's, you know, kind of been teaching us this differential, so I've been looking at that now. But I, don't, I honestly don't know what it means. I, I seem to follow the wrong side every time I try to do what he does when he kills it. So um, I think just whatever works for you, be consistent. If you're going to track our plays – follow fade us just have fun with it um but yeah that these conference tournaments are just they're just a lot of fun uh and then they get us right right there in for 
you know, March Madness, you know, that we all uh, were born here for. What about yeah, one, last, uh, one last thing I, I, that I was just going to mention is, you know, keep an eye because a lot of these conference tournaments, this is going to be the third time that teams have played each other on the season, right? So go back, take a look at, you know, their previous games, you know, kind of dig into like a box store and see if there's anything that was sort of fluky, you know, that might have happened in one, right? Maybe you had a team that, you know, we looked at uh, the game that Kyle's playing today with, with the Dickinsons and it's like they had a nine point loss that was on the road. They had a 20 point win at home. If you look, the nine point loss wasn't really a nine point loss. That was an overtime game, right? That's, you know, the total flew over. So just look if there was like fluky stuff that happened in sort of the earlier games that you can maybe, you know, try to take advantage of that, you know, the things coming back to a little bit more normalcy. Um, because they, you're like, you are just going to have teams that are, this is going to be the third time that they're playing each other this season. I was just going to ask Neil, how much do you guys factor in previous games during the regular season? Because sometimes you'll get teams that just played like last week, but then other times they maybe haven't played since December or early January. So like Kyle, how much does that matter to you? You go back and look at, okay, how'd they do when they were home before? How'd they do at the other team's place? I mean, I think for conference tournament, you know, you can look at how they played against each other. But if it's been if it was earlier in the season, you just almost have to look at their last five games of work. Are they playing? Are they playing better than they previously were? Are they in a slump? Um, because the course of a season, you know, can be a, a lot different. Whether it's injuries or they actually just bonded and now they're actually playing really good basketball so you know you you have to watch a little bit or you know if you're a statistician you know you got to look at some metrics you can't just you know look you know as our boy Dennis does and just hope for the best it'll work out here and there but in the long run um it's probably not you know (laughs) conducive for success Chris it's kind of like what Adam said when we talked to him last about football and it's something you can apply here too when you're going back and looking at previous head-to-heads, you got to consider all the circumstances surrounding the game. What, like, was a guy injured? Did a guy get hurt and leave the game? Did a team shoot uncharacteristically and go like 14% from three in a game? And it's kind of a fluke performance. So these are all lessons you can apply kind of across sports. Absolutely. We do all the time. Well, they just lost by 18 and the spread was 14 and they're, only getting 10, you know? So it's like, why, why did they just lower it when they just got demolished? So yeah, you got to look into all the factors. And Neil, we just did this successfully the other day with the Harvard Princeton. That was yesterday. The total. Yesterday. Yeah. Y- you played the total over. What was that on? They play back to back, right? So on Saturday, Friday, Friday. Okay. Friday. Yep. And it stayed under because there were no points in like the final five minutes for one team. And, uh, and it, you got half pointed, right? I got half pointed. I played the over 141 in the last three minutes to 19 seconds. There were three total points scored in the last three minutes, and I got tickled by a half point. It landed 141, and I had 141 and a half. Right? So what is the Yeah, so what do the books do? They adjust it by a point, and it opens for Sunday at 140 and a half. And we said, okay, is that going to happen again? Probably not. And it flew over, right? Did it get into the 160s mm. on free throws and stuff late? 
I remember it wasn't a sweat. It was, at the three minute mark, they had gone over 140. I think that was yeah. my tech. They were at 139 with like three and a 325 to go. They hit a shot right out of the timeout and it was done. I was, I was busy, but I was keeping a track until I got my win, which I, we got at the three minute mark. So for everyone listening and trying to figure out how to bet on some of these, like we, Adam talked about this, the books have to make totals and lines for 140 games and hundreds of games on a weekend. Like they're going to be guessing on some of these and they're like, all right, if it landed right around, I'll just keep it the same. And then, you know, if you do a little bit of digging and you figure out why it went under, you can kind of find holes like that and be like, wait a sec, something kind of crazy happened. That probably won't happen again. And we found ourselves a winner. So good lessons here on the fade you pod. Hey, Chris, why do we love clanks? Just because it means that uh, people are getting harder in shots, you know, you're contesting them and, you know, you come from a, an era where defense ruled, you know, Jordan and the Lakers and Kings going at it. You got 90 to 87 games. It was just fun. And uh, so we like to see that. And uh, we, we all like our overs, we, especially, you know, you like to see overtime games and action packed games. But when you're on and under, it's just fun to see teams just, just miss, especially when, guys are playing hard and stealing the ball and doing things all coaches love showing a lot of hustle. So we love it. Dude. I love unders in basketball more than any other sport because I fucking cannot stand watching basketball. So it's just funny to me to watch them miss and do stupid shit, but like NFL or baseball, I, I guess baseball, I like unders too, but NFL overs are fun. Joe loves seeing the guys D up. So they take 30 seconds off the shot clock and then throw up a brick. And yeah, you get they launch from like 32 feet and it doesn't even hit the fucking rim. That makes my wiener hard. And Chris, you, you love it when there's like two minutes, three minutes of nothing but clanks. And, and it's really nice when like in the game we watched the other night, I think it was, we were watching Cal state Bakersfield at Hawaii and they've got the sweet mics right by the hoop so that when it clanks you get that really Dog nice sound under. yeah when there's a doink you know it yeah it's, the clank sounds great man it's just kind of like when a kicker hits an upright and you get that nice off doink. the off the net off the pole of the net in hockey i think too and and i the one in my videos i say i want i love clanks and unders two of my favorite things i want it to be like like I want sports to look hard because like we're not ever going to be close to playing professional sports. Like you watch the U S open in golf. Like you want to see these guys struggle a little bit. Cause then like, oh, if you see guys best. shoot 20 yeah. under, it's like, well, I fucking suck. So these guys are making it look easy. But if you see them grinding and, and missing tough putts and, and missing fairways and having to go get up and down, like, it makes, does it make you feel a little better about yourself? Like, all right, these guys can struggle too. Like I'm not the only dipshit that sucks. Is there something to that? I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Dude, I was actually thinking just now, can you guys think of a good doink in sports? Cause I just thought of one. Anybody got any guesses? Good doink. Like that's positive in, for the team. Yeah. Positive for the team. All right, I just thought of it right now. When somebody oh, hits I a fucking... Go I ahead. Go ahead. 
I, I was going to say, when somebody hits a home run and hits the the up, the pole that's in, pole. means it's gone. Oh, that's true. That is That does count. That was the only doink I could think of, like that, that metal sound in sports that's actually a good thing. I went back to my, my Indian background at cricket because the whole point of cricket, you're supposed to hit. Oh, you hit the wood. <laughs> yeah. the wood what about wood. when it hits the, the goal the post, doink. Uh, with the kicker in football and then or a doink in off the hockey, you know? It's so it doesn't well, happen. Doink in, a doink goes out in hockey, but I'm talking like for the offensive team, it's a good doink is what I was referring to. Right, all you have to go in baseball, whether it goes foul after hitting the pole, the home run, the yeah. home run, it's that pole. Right? right, but I'm just saying that right, the yeah, sound yeah. of a fucking yeah. home run ball hitting that pole is so epic. Yeah, that's, that's a good call, Joe. I was going to say the the post and hockey, I don't know why, but they it doesn't make the same like, ping sound it used to back like when I was growing up watching it. Uh, when you would just, I mean, you could watch it on TV or God, if you were there, you hear it just just rattle through the rafters rattle off the post and it just makes and it's really exciting but when what's really cool is in hockey when when guys hit the post and it goes in and they go top oh, yeah, shelf and goes bar down it's pretty fucking sweet oh yeah unbelievable so, uh we love clanks we're gonna bet a lot of unders um i'm gonna bet a lot of unders i should speak for myself because there's some other people on this pod that love first half overs but we'll talk about that next week maybe Neil. Um, Okay. So for March, uh, tomorrow's March 1st. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, then it's today. And uh, we wanted to do something fun that involves all the dads. And what we came up with was the sequel to what was probably one of the most pathetic displays of sports betting uh, Twitter has ever seen. And that was last July's battle of the dads where, uh, where Chris and Joe sucked but didn't suck as bad as as kyle and neil it was a two-on-two head-to-head making four plays a day i think were we combined down 30 units or were we down like i think we chris and i won by being down 22 and a half units i think okay so yeah i think collectively we (laughs) lost almost 60 units in a month um but it's fine that was during pandemic playoff shit and uh we don't have that anymore so um, I don't remember who said, let's do battle of the dads too, but, uh, Neil, maybe you start. What was the, why, like, why are we doing it in March and, um, go over some of the rules? Well, yeah, so we're doing it in March for obvious reasons, right? We got, you know, one of the, my, my favorite, mine, Kyle's favorite time of the year with, with the tournament coming up and really, you know, even like we touched on, you know, we got con- conference tournaments starting even this week so we should have other than the back end we're just going to have a, a plethora of things that that we can bet on um so each dad is riding solo this year um we are um what did we agree to to how many picks were how many units are we allowed to risk one to three plays per day um but it's yeah roughly around three units you can risk so if you're going to fire a minus 200 favorite, that's going to be two of your available three units. Right. So, and we'll just track each, each dad. So we're going to do, we'll be doing videos. So each dad will have a video and then we will compile them all together um, and get that out to everybody. So, and we'll track them um, weekends and early days when we have early games, look for each of us individually. Um, we'll do We'll put out our picks. Um, so you'll see them on Twitter 
um, especially when you got games that, you know, are tipping off at, you know, nine o'clock on the weekends, West Coast time. So you'll get all the dads plays um, individually and yeah, to the, to the best dad to win. Yeah. Going to be a simple tally of whoever is up the most units at the end of the month or God forbid, whoever is down the least amount of units. Let's just hope that doesn't happen again. Uh, will be the winner of Battle of the Dads 2. Uh, Chris, you excited? Very excited. I'm just going to be hammering poop. Hopefully it's as successful as it was the first few weeks and not these recent little stretches. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Love March. Such a great time to fire with all the the basketball and the college and the tourneys. And uh, it's going to be great. Ready to fire with my dad's. So the last thing I wanted to get to was kind of a little bit of insight into everybody on how you're going to approach betting this time of year. And Chris just talked about it. He's going to bet a lot of smelly lines. He's going to bet a lot of shitty teams. And uh, that's why he is at hazmat suit 23 on Twitter. Uh, Chris talk about the six packs for a sec. Those are going to continue. Well, can they continue? I mean, we had kind of had our last big Saturday. Yeah, I think they can continue this week. And then obviously the first couple of weeks of the tourney, they're going to have big, big Saturdays. So, yeah, I'll keep them going for a little bit, see if we can. I think we're right around 500, try to get back up to the 55, 60% range. Um, and then, yeah, but it was fun. It was cool to fire some and had a couple five and one weeks, had some 500 and just been regressing a little bit with uh, some of the faves. It sucks because those teams one through six, it would have been great to fade all of them, but yeah, there's just not a finale. Um, but it's, it's good to see, you know, me and you and Joe getting wrecked on Saturday. I said, let's just fire St. Mary's. We know the Zags are bound to blow them out, but let's just see if this double digit dog can do it. And, and they did. So you're going to see some, some cool games like that. There's always your Oral Roberts and your Bucknells and your, that are going to come up with some upsets. So can't wait. Well, I'm ashamed because you asked me, you looked at me, in the eye, with those beautiful eyes of yours, you said, should we sprinkle on the money line? And do you remember what I said? And you, you didn't even think twice and said, no, I can't no. do it. Nope. James, let's do it. It's horrible. And of course they win. God, we should have known after that way that Colorado game ended. We should have known. No, it's going to be a dog night. Just no, I couldn't do it. Um, Kyle, talk about your strategy for Battle of the Dads. How are you approaching? It's going to be mostly college basketball for you. Um, probably not a lot of NBA, but what are you going to use to narrow down your plays? I mean, the, the plan is to use one play a day. So I'm either going to be really good or really bad because I never play just one play in a game in a day. So I'm going to try to figure out what a best bet is. But to me, if I'm playing it, it's my best bet because otherwise I wouldn't be playing it um, unless it's, you know, a plus 400 dog and I'm doing it for shits and kicks, which, you know, I'm known to do. So, <clears throat> you know, just probably use the system and, you know, whichever one, what I like to say triggers, you know, more heat, they'll probably be the play. Um Probably if I really like it, I'll probably, you know, do the spread and the money line, you know, if it's a, if it's a short dog. So, you know, go, go big or go home, you know, try to steal, steal as many units as I can. And, you know, hope I win more of those when I double down more than I lose. 
Now, Joe, it's going to be a little tricky for you because uh, basketball and college basketball is not your favorite. You're uh, anxiously waiting Major League Baseball to figure their shit out, but that's as much as we're going to talk about that today. So you like to use some of the tools that are available for betters. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I don't know a fucking thing about basketball, the sport, the teams, the players. I couldn't name I could name a few NBA guys, but I couldn't I swear to fuck I could probably name two NCAA guys and that's because I'm looking at a game right now in front of me. So, but yeah, I use uh Action Network. Shout out to them. Fuck Darren Ravel. Hire my ass to work for you guys. But um yeah, I use Action Network and it's they they give you a lot of tools, you know, about differentials, what's so you can determine what's square, what's not square. And I don't really give a fuck who I bet on. I don't give a shit about any kind of narrative like these guys look into, you know, how they play last game. I don't really give a shit. I look at the, the current game and what, where the, where's the money and try to either follow or fade it. Neil, what about you, it, man? Well, Matt, you alluded to it. I'm, you're, you're probably going to see a lot of first half overs in college basketball. Um, it's my my favorite bet to make. Um, you know, yes. you get a little, <laughs> you get you get a little less of that of the um, you know the full game variance. Um, we all seen a you know a free throw barrage happen in the the back half of a of a college basketball game, and you know sometimes your number that you're betting, you know, if you have a one point game with a minute left you might not get a point the rest of the way. If you have a five point game with a minute left, you could get, you know, 12 more points in that minute. So, um, you know, you sort of leave yourself in a full game to, to a little more variance, but uh, you don't get as much of that in the first half. You get a little more of a free flowing game a lot, depending on, you know, the team. So look for some first half overs when you have uh, a home team that can score the basketball. Um, that'll probably, you'll, you'll see a lot of those. Do you ever look at it, Neil? Like you fire, can you? Would you ever consider firing a first half fave that's like a fucking full twenty five point fave, and then you just fire like minus thirteen first half or anything like that? I mean, I think I think especially when you're look to Joe, like if if I'm looking at like the Vermont Catamounts, right? Sort of a random team, but a team that has not lost in conference and has like no one even close to them, really. Like, um, right overall. 16 and one and then the second place team is 10 and seven right so like yeah like i would take a catamounts team that's you know at home versus the good old main black bears and you know kind of like that out right sort of like that alabama football right alabama football first half has like an ungodly you know cover cover for them ats in football but like their full game they're like 52 percent um so I can totally see like a huge fave first half type play in, in a conference, you know, tournament. Neil, with the first half overs, I'm curious what you would say to the people who would make the opposite case and say, well, in these tournament games or these big games, a lot of times there's jitters. Guys will come out a little rattled to start. Like it's a big moment. Uh, and that could lead to maybe not as much scoring. Do you, I mean, would you just say that's priced in or is it, you just not really put any stock into that. Well, and that's why I think like when you have a bigger discrepancy versus like a fave versus a lower level, like it kind of doesn't matter. You're just going to be overmatched. So you're just going to be able, you're just going to go out and play. So it is sort of particular spots. I do get that. I get a lot, you know, you'll see less of them when you get to like 
the big arenas, you know, final four type action. Like that's not something I'm looking at, but earlier on where you have maybe a bigger discrepancy, maybe you're going to see just like there's some, you know, team total over, right. Where you just play, you know, the fave at home who can score, just get themselves over their 40 points in the first half. Um, may see a little bit of that, but you know, Matt, to your point, I think if you're in a new, you know, if you're in a neutral, um, maybe, but eh. fair enough. Look for those first half overs from the bucket boy. And, uh, we got the buckets made for Vegas. I, uh, we have buckets. They just need their, the fine, the finishing touch. Perfect. Perfect. Neil's working on the buckets. We got Joe's lovely wife working on our shirts. They're looking great. Thank you, Christine. Uh, let's get out of here with this. Look for Battle of the Dads content starting tomorrow. We'll get that hashtag going. Uh, look for, we're going to probably all tweet out maybe something from our personal Twitter about maybe why we're on a side, uh, maybe our own little video clip uh, be- separate from the, the compilation that Fade, you will tweet out. So let's just get Twitter handles so people can find us and, and follow us or fade us. We don't fucking care. Uh, Joe, Twitter handle. At Joe underscore knows triple underscore. There it is. Kyle. A marks underscore angles. Neil. At big Nelly buckets. Chris Duke. At hazmat suit 23, baby. And I am at Matthew James 78. Looking forward to a great month of March. We got an epic trip planned for a couple weeks. Can't wait to see some more of our friends in Vegas and uh, hopefully win a bunch of money for you guys. So, Chris, just remind everybody what happens when you bet on, I don't know, poop like Delaware State. Like Delaware State, you might be up 20 to 10, but now you're down by 10. So they might blow it, but stay strong, my lad. My mom's. This is Fade You.